0: Today's gospel is all about prayer. The first reading was about prayer, too. What is prayer? And do we pray? Prayer is the reason why we're here, it's the only real reason why we come to Mass. We come to pray together. Two or three are gathered in my name, he says. We come to worship God. We show these things in gestures. We bow down before the Lord. We only worship God and God alone. We do pray though to the saints. Pray to Mary. But it's different. It's like a conversation. We realize that all the saints that have gone before us, who are in heaven, are like a cloud of witnesses that surround us at this present moment. And this place is filled with the angels and the saints. And so, of course, we dialogue with them. And I guess, in that sense, it's prayer. But it's not worship. Worship is the bowing down before the Almighty. There's only one God. But prayer is something that I think, because of the lockdowns, because of everything that's gone on, um, often we can fall out of the rhythm of prayer, we can lose sight of what is prayer we can become i guess only doing it in out of habit coming to mass because i think i should or is what we do but prayer is like a heart to heart with god it's like a conversation of our soul with the almighty And it's a conversation that's supposed to be happening all day long, not just at Mass. It says in Scripture that we should pray all day long, pray all the time. But it becomes an all-day affair if I begin to have a real faith, where I see God, I see the presence of God all, all around me. I remember during my novitiate, every brother who enters has to go through what we call a novitiate. And the first summer, you have to spend two months alone in a hermitage. So you go up into the Alps, not these Alps, the other Alps. You go up into the Alps and you live in a little hermitage, which is like a little house where you live alone in the forest. And all you have is a wood-burning stove and a little chapel inside your house. And so you live alone in complete silence for two months. And it's beautiful. It was a wonderful experience. Often, um, I desire to go and spend a year, take a year or two off, and do what we call a sabbatical, to go back up into the mountains. Every break I've ever had, I've gone up there and... So several times since. And the first time I ever went, again, I was a novice, and had to keep a disciplined schedule so every minute was minuted, what I should do and how I should be. Um, But it was all about listening, all about seeing. The fathers of the church, the very beginning meaning all the saints at the very beginning of the church, there was among all of the fathers of the church, there was a select few that we call the desert fathers. We call them the desert fathers because they ran off in the desert. They lived literally in the desert in Egypt, mostly. Mostly there. One of the most famous would be St. Anthony. St. Anthony of the desert. And They went off into the desert to live alone with God. They realized that being in the world, there was too many temptations. And they decided to separate themselves from all the temptations of the world. St. Anthony has a famous quote where he said, we leave the world because in the world we get four kinds of attacks. And in the desert, we only get one. In the world, we get attacks through what we hear. And we definitely get that today. We definitely get attacks through what we see. and Definitely today. And we get attacks through what we say. What comes out of our own mouth. And so, the fourth kind of attack, which remains in the desert is the ones that happen within our own heart, within our own mind, fighting our own inner demons. And so they went off in the desert, and they fought to pray all the time. And they would have all kinds of attacks. The devil often would appear. But over the years of learning how to fight those inner demons... They came up with many methods, methods on how to pray. In fact, the seven deadly sins, the ones that you should be f- slightly familiar with, right? Um, you know, the, the one of lust, gluttony, um, avarice, sloth, wrath, and so on those seven deadly sins were actually discerned when they started listening to the attacks in their own heart. They had hundreds and hundreds of monks and they would record their temptations. And they had thousands of kinds of temptations. They recorded them all down and then they started to group them into 150 kinds. And then they got more and more narrow and regrouping them into the seven. Well, These Desert Fathers worked all day to be in the presence of God, to see with their eyes, well, the eyes of their soul, the fact that God is alive and that he's present here right now. They went into the silence so that they can both listen and see God. St. Gregory of Nyssa Has a beautiful quote that the Old Testament is about hearing and the New Testament is about seeing. Old Testament is about hearing, and if you're not at this level, then you're not even Old Testament, right? The Old Testament is about hearing, meaning I'm listening to the Word of God and I'm seeing how I have to obey His law. I have to obey what God says. I have to listen to him. That's the Old Testament. And it's like the first step, having to obey. But New Testament, to be of Christ, is to see. Meaning, have faith. But how do you see? It's all of a sudden you start to see that God is truly here right now. That God is truly present in the Eucharist. He is truly here right now. That God is truly present in my brother and my sister. That God is truly present in his word. That God is truly present in this creation all around us. The great saints spoke about how the whole world becomes like a sacramental to us, meaning it becomes a way in which God communicates with our soul. And faith is like this door that opens up in our eyes so that we're able to see the presence of God all around us. And I remember after about two weeks in the hermitage, it was one of the very strongest experiences that I ever had of that, of God's presence all around within me and all around me. And it was at that moment that my novice master came in and spoke with me, and he said, Now you have to listen to what the Spirit is telling you so that you might see the presence of God in every moment of your day to practice His presence. That ability to see is where prayer, true prayer begins. It's this dialogue with God where my soul talks with Him and He talks to my soul. And of course, many times it's in darkness, you know? We see with the eyes of our heart, we go out and we, we feel, we say, are you there, God? Are you there? But it's because of this ability to see the kingdom of God already here that Jesus tells us to pray the Our Father The Our Father begins by saying Our Father. If we say Our Father, that means that we can have a real dialogue with Him. He's not some distant God so far from us that we don't know Him. He is Our Father. We are His family. May Your name be held holy in my life. May my life be... uh, Echo of your holiness. May your name be held holy in my life. May I see your kingdom now. May your kingdom come. May your kingdom come upon this earth at this very moment. Not tomorrow. Not in the future. But now. May your kingdom already be here. Remember in the gospel it speaks about how when you find the kingdom of heaven you're willing to sell everything you have and go out and buy it. If you're able to see the kingdom of God now, you're willing to sell everything you have, give up everything in your life, and come and follow him. He is our daily bread. The daily bread is the Eucharist. The daily bread is Jesus Christ. And it's that prayer that gives us life. The prayer that heart-to-heart with our God is what gives us life. Now, throughout the centuries, the saints realized that many of us can't go up in the mountains and be monks. So they came up with different ways. St. Ignatius of Loyola, the doctor of discernment, the founder of the Jesuits, he spoke about something I think that you can do in order to start to pray and to live of it of the God's presence. He spoke about an examination of conscience. And as good Catholics, we should know what examination of conscience is. It's when you look at the Ten Commandments and you see if you've sinned, right? But that's not what St. Ignatius meant. St. Ignatius would ask his priests at noon and before they go to bed each day to look at what happened in their day and see if They had lived in the light of God. Or to see where God was speaking to them in that morning. And then they would journal, write, and meditate upon, where is God? Did I run away from God? Did I get so busy at my work that I wasn't able to see the kingdom of God? Was I so busy worrying like Martha? running around worrying about so many things that I lost track of the presence of God today. And so they would write out, I, I know, God, that you were present in that man who came into the office, but I didn't, I didn't take the time to see you there. I did see you when I dropped by the chapel. I did see you when... I was praying the rosary. But I didn't see you when I was leaving the house and my wife said something to me. I didn't see you. Where? Why not? Where were you, Lord? It's a beautiful exercise to begin to pray throughout your day. And if you're here, it's really, really to pray. But it's not enough to just pray at Mass. Your whole day has to be imbibed with prayer. And if we, as Catholics, don't have this heart-to-heart with God, who will? Who will? It's for us to knock on his door, to say, show me your presence. Show me your spirit, your life. Show me, Lord. Send forth your spirit upon our hearts right now.